Newlyweds Podcast. Internet. Yo. What's going on? What's going on? We are I back. Know, I know, I in know, the I building. know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but listen though. You want to dance, we dance. Now, trick what lace who? They ain't what mates do. Got a lot of girls that I love to replace you. Pay it to your Facebook, not behind your back. Niggas talk shit, we never mind that. Funny, never find that. Puff a dime sack, right hot shit. Make a nigga say but wine that. Niggas know, you go against the Harlem gigolo. Get your hoe, lick a low, make the bitch kick it though. I represent honey with money, fly guys and gents. Ride with the tents, that be 35%. Foes hope I lay, so I look both ways. Cops say it's okay, my tent smoke great. No way, nigga me without handing me my shit. Got plans to get my land and my six. Niggas out of town don't understand this shit. Pop champagne like I want a championship. That's what has been going down. You've been around the world, yo. I have been getting stamps on my passport. That's right. You, know? you traveled to the Republic of Toronto. Well, I mean, to you... oh, Canada. <laughs> uh, okay, I went to Canada. I went to right. the United then you Kingdom. Went to the UK. I went to Fort you went... Lauderdale. Which is its own entity. I mean, Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida should be its own country. I think you did get a special crocodile stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Florida should be. Florida is our United States third world. Oh, you know what? United States yeah. has a bunch of has a bunch of regions. I feel like qualify for third world status. Okay, Flint. I would, I would third world status with that water. Oh man, Florida third world status with, with everything. For the people that are down there, everything. Yeah. Man, man, look at you, America. First world and third world. All together. Yeah. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. Oh, but it's not funny, actually. It's upsetting. I mean, what, what do you want to be upset about right Everything. now? Everything. Okay, well, let's, let's run it down. I mean, we've got... I'm still upset about Flint. You're still upset about Flint. That's true. Flint, Flint we should be at least... Upset for as long as they knew they were putting bad water on the people. So that's like two plus years. Okay, so that we have two years of, of righteous anger, legitimate anger. We got more than that. You know why? Why? Because they two years of messing up the water. But what the mud, water got messed up with, you can't take it out. That's a generation at least or two of children that are effed up. I'm saying third world status. Flint official third world status. Here in, in the United States. We did that. Okay? We managed to do that. I feel like we should pat ourselves on the back being able to do that. I you don't know, understand. Having sometimes. all these crazy TVs to look at and hoverboards to complain about. You know, having all these... Material things. Material things and, and first world issues. Starbucks. There are so many Starbucks in the city. It, it just... It, it's starting to, to kind of... It's like I don't I don't have any bearing anymore. Because they all look the same. They're all the same. It's like you walk out of a Starbucks and then boom, there's another Starbucks, and it's like, hey, you can't say to someone meet me at Starbucks because it's like, which one? But anywho, I, I mean, I think that counts as a first world problem. I'm trying to tell you, we have all these funky first world issues, and look at us. What's the second world? What? I don't know. Well, see, this is what I was saying. Like, what exactly is the third world? I feel like it's a shorthand. 
it's like to me the term third world is like the term urban mm-hmm. right yes it's a shorthand that disguises a plethora of things that no one wants to acknowledge is happening mm-hmm. or that they're responsible for yes <laughs> It it's always them makes over me uncomfortable there. to say third world because I'm just like, the I'm people not sure over what there. that means. You mean you're talking about the people and lives and places in other countries that basically we've messed up? Right. Like those people, the people where we dumped our toxic waste, the people where we send our funky medicines, the people where we do our trials. Who the people is the who, second like, world? Maybe the second world is Oceania because we're screwing you know them the up also. We are living in a material world. Sing it. Don't look at me. Sing that. I can't. That is the truth. And God damn it, y'all, I, tonight, y'all, I just gave away some material. I felt so you good. You did. That was really, really sweet. Uh, this is kind of a random conversation. That's all right. That's okay. all right. I mean, I just, I, I'm just happy to be sitting here I know, with you. Me too. Kicking Yay. it with you. All right. And our friends too. And our friends too. So let me tell y'all. It feels nice. We're on our way home, uh, me and Sia's, uh, from meeting after work. And she and I, we just, we are tragic workaholics, <laughs> you know, leaving our jobs. Eight uh, o'clock at night. Right, 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 right. So we snuck a little snack in at the Penzi. Yeah, which the was The Food bad. Court. All right. If you're ever in the um, Penn Station area, what used to be the Borders Bookstore and was even the House of Hoops. Yeah. Pop-up sneaker shop is now a little food court called Penzi. We stopped at the Pat Lafrida stand. It's definitely a step up booth. for the food options in that area. Yes, yes. For sure. Yes. So that used to be Sabaros, Sabaros, and Sabaros. Oh, man. It's still in it. And you know it's a step up, too, because you know it's a step up, too, because they kind of banged us in the head for that. That was about 40 bucks. It was. 35, $35 $40 $40 for a. Uh, for, but it was good meat, though. It was good food. It was good it was food, good. but it, was good. it certainly wasn't, it wasn't enough. No. It wasn't enough. It was a sampler version that they kind of hit us with. But anywho, anywho, anywho. I had a pair of work boots that I just did not want to carry home. All right. And I saw this gentleman on the subway with his daughter. They had just gotten on the train at Barclays. They just come from the circus. And he looked to be about a size. So he looked to be about my height, uh, my shoe size. But they were really sweet. That was the thing. Yeah. It was, it was like, just a, a she was dude and his daughter. and like yammering away about the circus and like talking a mile a minute. I would put her somewhere around like seven. 
Uh, in between seven, in between seven and nine, somewhere but, in there. Yeah, and she was yammering away, and she was just completely the center of his attention. Mm-hmm. Like he was answering her questions, he was, you know, facilitating this little person conversation that was going on. It was just very sweet, you know, to see that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I gave them these uh, these boots. They're really nice. They, they're just not my right. type of swag, but they're right. super nice. I hope they fit because he said he was a size 13. I feel like those joints are fitting about a size 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe they fit. Maybe they fit. Maybe they fit. God is good all the time. So God, you know, you know what to do, God. Well, you pay it for it. God, God already, God already doing what God does. But that's one of the things that I love about you. That I don't. People don't really know. I don't feel like they understand or know about you. For all of your character and your bluster and your big, or maybe they do. But, um, you pay attention to people and you do things that feel right, you know, and it felt right to acknowledge even in this totally random roundabout way to a complete stranger that we appreciated his presence mm-hmm. with his daughter on that train. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could have sold the boots. We could have done a lot of different things with them. But it just, it felt right. And yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, uh, it was just like a very non-leveraged thing. It wasn't like a charity thing. Or no, no, like no, that. no. It was just, it was low, just like, hey man, just what's key. up? You know? Low and it was just I mean, like, I love too when, when quality... When Quality recognizes quality in a way. And when, when you do stuff sometimes, too, and, and people say, man, is what kind of weirdo is this person? Yeah. But then later on, they'd be like, oh, snap. Right. That was dope. It was just someone doing something, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Louise. Our little friend Lulu had <laughs> an infection. Yeah. On her legs. And, um, boy. Boy, what a travail that was. I know. I know. I know. Internets. And, don't ever go to a bootleg vet. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. Whatever you think you're going to save, it's not going to happen. And we didn't even think we were going to a bootleg vet. No, I but, mean... I mean. But to be honest... The vet on the new Franklin Avenue in the new Brooklyn, I've, I've only seen white people inside there when we've been there. But I think what matters is the location. Mm. You do, think so? I do think it matters. It's true. I've only seen white people go in there. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do a good job. So basically what happened, internets, is that... You know, Doggy was sick, and we took her to the vet, and they didn't do any tests. They just kind of guessed and gave us some medication for her. And she wasn't getting better. In fact, she was getting worse. And we kept going back. We moved back three different times, and each time they basically kind of dismissed our concerns and was like, no, this is just what happens. It's just going to take some time. And finally, the third time, I was like, this cannot be right. And the vet was like, oh, maybe you should go see a dermatologist. And meanwhile, they had given me wrong information and all this other stuff. And I was just fed up. Went to another vet. Took them an hour to run a test and figure out what she had and that the medication we were giving her was actually making her sicker, mm. which was horrible. But even at that other vet, where at least they used some science, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they treated me like I was some kind of pet abuser Mm -hmm. and that was yelling at me and I was just I was so done I was just like if one more person yells at me I'm just gonna you know have a Naomi Campbell moment and throw a phone at them because (laughs) I was like hello I've been under a doctor's care we didn't wing this we didn't let this get bad so finally we went to the city and there we got some really good treatment actually we had to go into white people town we we had to go go all the way midtown 
West white. <laughs> Super expensive. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So expensive. But you know what's funny? Like, we're kind of joking about white. But the truth is, is that vet, the people in that veterinarian's office were actually more diverse than any of the vet offices we were in in Brooklyn. That, and we got treated the best. They were so normal and kind. And no one was yelling and making us feel bad. You know, they charged us up the wazoo for it. That's for sure. But That's for uh, sure. You, you know what's funny? It, it, it's What comes to my mind is a quote that Chris Rock had uh-huh. about um, how black people, black people and dogs don't mix. You know, speaking about Michael Vick uh-huh. and, and his dog issues and just blacks and our and our checkered history in the Americas with dogs. Oh, brother. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Chris Rock right about now, I have to tell you. That, that's, that, that brings <laughs> us to the next topic. I mean, Chris Rock held down the hosting job for the Academy Awards, which... You know, you didn't even turn the television on. on no, Sunday. I did not. I, I we didn't. We it. didn't watch any. We didn't watch Walking Dead. We didn't watch nope. anything. And let me tell you something. CS loves well, not just Walking Dead, but she loves uh, Travel Channel. She loves Home Channel. Oh my God! The two brothers that, that fix the houses. No, I don't like the brothers. I don't okay, like the you brothers. don't like them. Anymore? I like I like the couple that does the renovations. The Chiplap, Shiplap, whatever their names are. All right. In Waco, Texas. They're trying okay. to renovate Waco, Texas, one house at a time. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> I know you love that 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 station, though. I do, I but do. I love House Hunters. You didn't turn on the television nope. at all Sunday. So guess what? Cablevision, y'all see what our vote was on Sunday. That's right. We fucks with Nan of your programming. <laughs> I did tune in to the, um, the alternate, the, the Flint, not on TV, but online, the live stream for the... The alternate Oscars, the Justice for Flint thing that was being run by um, Ava DuVernay and um, Hannibal Burris and Jesse oh, really? Williams. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, none of these Judge guys. Holmes. None of these guys are going to get jobs and, in Hollywood. Um, there was anymore. like a whole bunch of people that went. Through none that, of those dudes are going to get any work in Hollywood anymore. All right, it's it was, it's it going to be live. only Chris Rock and Steve Harvey. Don't forget Whoopi. <laughs> oh, Whoopi was at the Oscars. <laughs> No, but I'm sure if she, she, or maybe she was. Yes, she was at the Oscars because they took a picture of her and thought she was Oprah. Oh my God. Who yeah. thought she was Oprah? Some like, well, you know, all, we all look alike. Yeah. But some, some beauty website put a picture of Whoopi <laughs> up and said, we didn't know Oprah had tats. Love the look, girl. Mm, 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 mm. Something ridiculous. That's horrible. But the Pe- funny part was when there was Gail <laughs> King posted a picture of Oprah holding like, her phone with Whoopi's picture on it, identified mm. as her, like, uh-huh. making the face. Well, guess what, Oprah? Back to reality, girl. You well. and you and Whoopi, the <laughs> same person. You know. Yeah, so, no, so, so, so what is what's the what's the rub now? What is the rub? I mean, my rub. Yeah. For for the clips that I did see online yeah. is that I mean Chris Rock, still funny, but, yeah. but definitely a patsy. Yeah. For the uh, for the. The Oscars for the uh, Academy. Yes. In that they selected this dude months ago when they knew their shit was fucked the fuck up. They knew their shit was fucked the fuck up. And that's why they pulled him in. Because otherwise, if they'd have been given another Academy Award to Halle Berry, we, we, we would have seen what's her name as a host? Ellen DeGeneres again. <laughs> you know, or well, Dewey Howes or someone else. It, I mean, it, they knew their shit was raggedy. There's a lot of things that were going on. And, and honestly, in the big picture of things, 
there's so much else going on. There's a part of me that feels like it's ridiculous to talk about the Oscars, but I do think it's relevant in terms of the fact that they could have a year where there's literally not a single person of color nominated in practically any category, um, which is absurd. Like, it just, there shouldn't be, that shouldn't be happening at all, because there's just enough out there that's good and relevant. Um, but, you know, it's this thing where Chris Rock's comedy is always on an edge, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes he's really, really sharp and funny, mm -hmm. but it always kind of plays with this line. And I think about Dave Chappelle talking about why he stopped his show, mm -hmm. and how he realized they were not laughing with him, but they were laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And to me... I've never heard, I think Chris Rock is really smart, um, but his comedy, to me, kind of veers more over the edge of laughing at as opposed to laughing with, mm -hmm. and that he, you know, has a hard time navigating that line. And so what I didn't like about the clips that I saw the next day or kind of what I was reading as I was, you know, online and following on Twitter was just like some of the jokes, I just, I thought they were more about kind of making, put, whether or not he meant it this way, I felt that they were giving kind of, you know, white liberals and Hollywood a pass. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of at the expense of black people, you know. And there were some lines, like the line about, the joke about, you know, something about the grandmother and, and lynching. I was like, that is never funny. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, like, we've had this joke about the Coen brothers. And people go, oh, aren't they brilliant, you know, making movies that make fun of the KKK and I'm like you know what it's too soon I don't find that funny mm -hmm. I don't think it's buffoonery because real people died yeah like I just I don't find that funny I don't think it's clever I don't think it supersedes racism no I think that shit is messed up and I don't think that that's appropriate and that's my personal reaction to it and I kind of felt the same way only it felt even more icky and worse because it was coming out of the mouth mouth of someone who you know, I admire and I think it's funny and it's pretty sharp and it's black. and. I got to tell you something. There was a line that I, I think he delivered, uh, someone reiterated to me, where there should be an Academy Award for blacks who have white friends. Um, because oh, Wanda Sykes... Oh, I whites who have black friends. No, blacks who have white friends. So, so a black should get an award for having white friends. I thought it was the other way around. Okay. Okay, well, whatever it was. Right. But the point was Wanda Sykes would get that award for 15 right. straight years. Right. And I laughed. And I said to myself, anytime I've ever seen Chris Rock in public, mm -hmm. he's been with white people. <laughs> like, I've seen Chris Rock for years before people even fucked with Chris Rock, before he was on SNL. And he was always with white dudes. So it's like, yo, Chris, I mean, if Wanda was getting that Oscar for having white friends, fam, you got 20, you got a score or more of getting that. But um yeah, it, it was there, there there's there's something about Chris. I love Chris Rock. Right. But there is something about him that I guess on his punchlines, that smiling face just takes me to to a classic Americana, the Jolly Nigger Bank, Sambo, and tons of things and 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 you know what? Chris, that's not your fault. That's my fault. That's my fault for being woke like that. You know, I wish I was I wish I could be just an obtuse black guy out here, just into sneakers and Polo Ralph Lauren. You know what I mean? If I was just into that, I swear I could really, I could rock with Chris and not have an issue. Uh, my sister sent me a text message as we were going back and forth about it during, I was watching basically the Twitter feed. And uh, she said to me, yeah, I was really, she felt like the whole thing was cringe inducing and she said all those assholes referring to the people in the audience, you know, clapping and laughing at, at what he was doing. Um, aka Cooning, and then she was like, 
Now I'm mad at my phone because autocorrect tried to change cooning to cooking. And then she said, <laughs> and then she said, not today, Satan, not today. I had to laugh. Yeah, you, you know what? He he was there really to roast the academy. And when 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 you see someone at a roast, it, they're joking with someone, making fun of them, but they're still they're kissing their ass at the end of it, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. But the truth is, is it actually wasn't that much of a roast to the academy. It was it was what made it kind of cringy and uncomfortable was that it wasn't you know it was it was wasn't really clear what he was saying or because on the one hand you think this guy is smart you know and I've heard him talk about diversity in Hollywood and and addressing the issues of having people behind the scenes and writers rooms and directors as well as people in front of the camera and the challenges that he's faced making his movies right mm-hmm. so I know he understands it but the jokes themselves actually seem to be like oh you know, why are we making this big deal now? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't have anything to really protest now. I mean, some of the some of the jokes were sharp and, are, and on point, mm-hmm. you know. Right. The whole right. Thing why, about why, the, why are we making this big deal now when they've been this has been the M.O. for right. these people for 70 years? Right. And I just felt like in the end, the message or it was just muddled. It was confused. Mm-hmm. And so and sometimes it was just outright. I mean, the whole joke about, like, Jada Smith, yes, they're annoying and they're convenient, and it's all about, like, being kind of Malibu Malcolms, but I thought that was a little, it was a little extra. Okay, damn, I gotta go find that Jada, Jada Smith joke so I can I can be more upset. And, and you know why I'm also a little bit upset, also? Because of that last movie that we saw with Chris Rock. Okay, that movie was called Top Five? I think so. Okay. I yeah. think so. Anywho, that movie sucked. <laughs> For real. Top five, yep. That movie sucked. Chris Rock, Spike Lee, y'all fell off. Now that Brooklyn and came up, Brooklyn don't even need these two dudes no more. Yeah, who's representing Brooklyn? Somebody white. <laughs> you know? I think we're going to change our neighborhood name to Museum Heights, though. That sounds so pretentious. Prospect Heights, nah, now we're oh Museum Heights. Fuck the bullshit. Oh my gosh. Alright, I want to get us more fancier. You might think you've peeped the scene. You haven't. The real one's far too mean. The watered-down one, the one you know, was made up centuries ago. They made it sound all whack and corny. Yes, it's awful, blasted, boring. Fiction, sick addiction, we'll gather our children. Stop it, listen. Can we get much higher? So high. So high. Can we get much higher? So high. Can we get much higher? Can we get much higher? Uh, Your man Bernie Sanders is definitely not going to win now. (laughs) I'm voting for him in the general election if he makes it that far. You don't think he's going to prevail? Well, the deal is I can't vote in the Democratic primary. Right. All right, I'll be voting in the Republican primary. Right. Are you voting for Trump? I am voting for Trump. 
And why are you voting for Trump? You know why I'm voting for Trump? Um, I was just I was just at the uh, I was just at the crib in Long Island, and I pulled out a bunch of spy magazines. I forgot to bring them with me, mm-hmm. but I pulled out a bunch of my old spy magazines, and I loved how Spy used to excoriate. Is that the right? Am I pronouncing that right? Excoriate mm-hmm. Donald Trump. They used to kill him, and I loved it. And now look at Trump on the on the top of the planet. Spy magazine gone, gone and forgotten. So um, I mean I'm. Voting for Trump simply because that man, he's a survivor. He did not give up. He's a survivor. His name is Donald. <laughs> okay. That's but, crazy. But Bernie you Sanders. You vote for Donald Bernie Trump. Sanders has got too many black people. And first of all, Killer Mike. Yeah. Is the more I see of him, the more I I'm so honored that I know this man. Yeah, his intelligence, he's, his wit. He's his, a righteous dude. Oh man, he is the bomb. Yeah, he is. He is the dude that we didn't even know we needed for our generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have been waiting for someone to be like kind of like the continuum from from the messages that we got listening to Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Chuck D, although incredible MC, um, when he speaks, he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't transfer that 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 knowledge of self in speaking mm-hmm. the way he does in music. Okay. Killer Mike does both. Okay. Oh my goodness! Anywho, so why doesn't that make you excited for a Sanders? I, I mean, I am excited. For, I I would love for Sanders to pull. If Sanders would pull through for the general election, that would be incredible, and he would definitely have my vote. So when general election time comes, it looks like I'm going to have to vote for Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> no, I think you're going to have to vote for Jill Stein, who's like the only alternative candidate out there. Yeah, I'm voting for Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> okay. I'm voting you're for, ready Shirley to vote for Shirley Chisholm. Again? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I mean, I just feel like. What's going to end up happening is if it's Trump or if it's Clinton, it's going to be in a way by default because people are not going to come out, I think, for Clinton. I think we're going to have a really low vote turnout. I think there are lots of people that are just not going to be motivated. Mm-hmm. And um, Lou, sit down. There's going to be a, you know, kind of a default process. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that, you know, <laughs> that means either Trump in the White House, maybe Clinton. I just feel like there's so many people that are just sick of the Clintons. So many people who will not vote for her. Yeah. So many people, myself included. Like, I would literally vote for just about anybody except for... I mean, I wouldn't vote for Trump. <laughs> but but to be honest, like... You want to know something? Hillary Clinton was I would write so in much... Shirley, I would write in Shirley Chisholm. She was so much better until she became... And I shouldn't even say that because, you know what? She was always a career politician. Mm-hmm. She was just married to a career politician. Right. We didn't even know that at right, the time, right. what her real status was. But um, I, I was going to say, before she became this New York senator, mm-hmm. you know, this inverse or reverse carpetbagger, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm fed up with her. Yeah. I'm fed up with Clinton, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Reagan, Bush. Right. All right? Did Jimmy Carter die? No, he's still alive. I want to vote. I want to write. Jimmy I want to write Jimmy Carter for president now. You're gonna, you're gonna vote him in. You know you what? Write him in. 
That's what you're gonna do. That's that's the official Carter right there. <laughs> Sean Carter, Dwayne Carter, nah, Jimmy Carter, Carter for president. That's the Carter I want for president. So so my internets, my internets, man. Listen, I had to get this podcast in. Uh, simply because I'm traveling to D.C. Uh, in another week. And two weeks after that, I'm running to Cleveland. What? And then after that, I've got to run down to Atlanta. i gotta, I got to get with Mom Dukes. With Mom. Yeah, i got to get with Mom Dukes in Atlanta. And then after that, C.S. and I have to go to Philadelphia Yeah. for her new year. And then <laughs> after that, I'm going back to San Francisco. What? With Sneaker Con. And then after that, I'm going to LA with Sneaker Con. What? But before that, I might go to Chicago. Oh my goodness. We're going to get a lot of FaceTiming. We're going to have to be FaceTiming hard body. It's kind of weird. It's like developing into a long distance relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't just, know, I don't know how I feel about this. Just for this tiny little stretch. Just for this tiny little stretch. You know, I see this end game is not for me to run around with Sneaker Con. Or just run around the place. Mm-hmm. End game is is for me to stay home with you and continue to build uh, the life that we're working on building. That's end game. So what can I do to keep me local? I'm working on another another podcast. Another another podcast. Another another podcast. Another. How are you going to do that? We can't even keep this podcast going. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if if I have this steady place to record. It will be. It'll be something nice. I think. I think it would be awesome. And I think. Uh, I mean, you have so many good ideas and so many, so many different kind of things going on that we talk about all the time, you know. And it'd be nice to see something, something else that you really care about and are interested in, come to fruition, folks. You don't know how hard this man works all the time. Mm. All the time he's working. It, you know, you know we were talking about earlier about. Um, I I gave away um, a real prized, cherished. Uh, sweatshirt yeah. in my collection. What happened was I had taken the sweatshirt out. I excavated it mm-hmm. uh, in order to do a trade with someone. Mm-hmm. And so when I took it out of the, the storage I set up, I had it in. A uh, dude examines the sweater and sees like a little quarter-inch rip. Well, that's vintage. Well, a quarter-inch rip on, on the sweater and, and you know, then a little uh, half-inch uh, along the seam. Uh, some repair work that has to be done. So he's like, ah, you know, my joint is is in better condition. So, you know, you have to put some money on this. Oh, what? And I was like, I didn't get mine at the thrift, dude. Right. This this is some shit I wore. Right. Like, this is some shit I fucking... This is real. You know. This is real. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I didn't want to say what I would have (laughs) done when I was wearing it, but like, this is some shit I lived in, man. Right. I didn't pick it up from the thrift. Right. And it, it made me think to myself, I said, man, who are these people? Who are these vintage clothing collectors? That don't want vintage clothing? That, that, that they're not real. They're not real, CS. They're not real. And, and it just reminded me, man, I have to, I have to constantly remind myself to stay real in a world where everyone around me, not you, but everyone else around me is fake. So, internet, if I fucks with you, then believe me, you're a real one. Yeah. All right. So just 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 something random that that popped into my head. But I, I had I gave one of my little man's. I can't say a little man. I gave one of my friends mm-hmm. that sweatshirt is a size large. Yeah. Even though when I slim down, I'm gonna get to XL. 
Okay. I won't be going all the way back down the line. You're going to get all the way down the line? I'm not going to get all the way back down the line. I'm not going to. I'm not. I think you could do it. You could so do it. You could so do it. Well, I'll tell you what. Even if I do it. You could do it. Even if I do it, I will be doing it without that sweatshirt. I want you to wear that large sweatshirt and then extra skinny jeans. No. Yes. You know, the kind where you gotta wear special underwear to get them on. <laughs> Only if I if I lose some of this fat off my skull, because that's the the key. I cannot be having no water head and no and no skinny jeans. That is the worst. You see these old dudes out here, big water head, got on skinny jeans, clothing and stuff like that. I hate those dudes. And I pray, I pray to my good God that I don't I don't be like that. I wouldn't let you. I wouldn't let you roll like that. Okay. Like, yo, I just got, I got to get this fat off my skull. You know what I mean? Being skinny jeans and be having fat on the back of their skull. Like, damn, man. But uh, that's why, that's why I'm saying you could do it now. Because you're still young enough that, like, everything would shrink. Like, your skin would reabsorb. You would, you would not have extra, like, deflated balloon head. You would yeah, be yeah. good. You would straight be good. water head. I'll be you seeing be these good. old dudes straight water head with skinny jeans on. Come on, man. Come on, old man. You ruin, you ruin it for us, old men, old man. <laughs> internet, internet. It's your boy, DP, the Black Peter Pan, with his wife, the beautiful, the intelligent, the magical, chocolate snowflake. She's got some plans too. You and your sister have some plans too. And uh, on our next podcast, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I think we should. I think we okay. should because you and I had a nice stroll the other day down Atlantic Avenue. Yes. Week. A.K.A. Kind of, Precious Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new Brooklyn. Internet's the new Brooklyn. All right. Yeah, I know. Brooklyn is so... Brooklyn, you are so precious right now. You are so sweet and precious. Internet, it's the Newlyweds Podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us. We're going to get back to you as soon as possible. And y'all be safe out there. Be smart. Stay woke. Turn off your TV. Uh, because television's job is to tell, tell lies. lies. Tell lies to your vision. All right? And, uh, you know, just... And in any case, we know it won't be televised. Mm-hmm. It will be Twitterized, but it will not be televised. The revolution will be periscoped. <laughs> peace, Internet. Oh, peace. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. 